Welcome back to the Thibber Bros. You're joined by Murph, Sam, and Tom. And we got it going for you guys today. What we have is some Hawks Knicks talk. Talk about uh, the dude that spit on, on Trey Young. On Trey Young. Didn't give it as much media coverage as the dude that popped popcorn on Russell Westbrook. All that and a whole lot more in this episode on Thibber Bros. So here we are, post game two recap. You know, Knicks go on a thirty to eight run, an incredible 38, 30 to eight run at that, uh, to start the second half, and uh, really just put the game away. So yeah. <clears throat> pretty uh, exciting stuff. Bullock had a, a good performance yesterday, and uh, you know, to be honest, wouldn't have been able to go on any any type of uh, a run of the sorts without Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson. D. Rose just puts in a vintage performance. 26 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Honestly, like, you know, he started the second half. They let Alfred ride the bench. And, that you know, huge. Yeah, you that saw, you saw what happened. So it's he- not even that he was, like, you know, going to the free throw line a bunch or like you know getting like wide open shots or anything like this man was literally getting buckets yeah. no bullshit like tough buckets you know bullying his way into the paint like it was some vintage d rose taj gibson tom thibodeau like you know yeah, throw exactly. back to the like the, the 2014 playoffs like Rose's that was like some so legit shit now, when you think about it like aesthetically like when he used when he was the mvp youngest mvp in the nba history like you know tom you're a bulls fan but like this dude like he was just like relentless just like dunking on people getting to the bat and like he still gets to the basket but it's like he's got the floater game he's become a good shooter he shot what 41 percent from three this year exactly and that's a huge improvement on his end because he used to like i think he was what like he was a below average he was a below average three-point shooter i mean and then Actually, he went to, of course, he went to Minnesota with Tibbs as well, as well as Taj. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy. I think the other big adjustment, obviously, Thibodeau finally getting Alfred Payton out of the starting lineup. It took an entire season and uh, one and a half playoff games for him to realize that. But, I don't know. That was huge. And, like, he was, he was like, giving him less and less minutes and rose more. But, like, you, you knew that that just needed to happen. You can't get off to a bad start in these type of games. Right. Especially with your superstar, like your star, I mean, and Randall just not really shooting the ball well. I don't think he had a field goal in the first half of that game, too. So. I think he ended the first half, yeah, with two points. Yeah, of course, he, he stepped it up. And went like two for half. four from the free throw line. That's how he got it. Finished him. with, I think, 15 and 13. But, I mean, from the Knicks' standpoint, they haven't been able to guard Trey Young. But at the same time, you know, your best player, whoever's 37 against them in the regular season, has been terrible. Nearly, you know, squeaked out a game one win. And then you're able to come back from down. What was it at the most? 14, I think, in the in the third quarter, I think it was. Yeah. And, uh, like, the, the run you mentioned. But I just thought it was huge Tibbs, like. And also the other adjustment was getting uh, Gibson in there, like you mentioned, like, with Noel kind of banged up a little bit and not playing as well. Taj played huge Taj, minutes, he actually, yeah. I mean, this guy, like, people were kind of joking about how they didn't want him back on the team, but, like, not only is he a leader, but it's, like, this dude, like, he's so solid. 
he plays good defense. He's not going to be out of place, like, on the defensive end or anything like that. And he's not – he's just been really solid for them. But I just thought that adjustment was huge. And uh, I don't know. There were some there were some good signs from game two, like, uh, especially with the adjustment for Trey Young. But, Sam, let's hear your th- some of your thoughts on this. But there's a lot to get to. Like, obviously, Trey Young with the, the game winner against them in game one, the heartbreaker. And uh, just like, you know, he was – go- I mean, he still had a great game, but I think they limited him to 10 or 11 points in the second half. So yep. what do you think – what are your thoughts so far in the series? So I have been very critical of Trey for having his, at times, bullshit like uh, fouls get two points. And usually, like, game two, he was fine, only had four free throws he had. But in when game one was already so close, specifically at the end, um, nine free throws – and Tony, you're saying that some of them sure were real, but <laughs> yeah, he's got a to say he's about got a bad track record. I agree that Knicks fans are overplaying that for sure, but like at the same time, it is it's just the guy's style of play. Whether yeah. he's, he's drawing, he's like he's doing those stupid foul, like he's getting the calls or not. But I don't know. To me, it's like the other part of it too is like people don't want to get baited into those fouls, and then he hits those floaters in the lane that like mm-hmm. like he was killing the Knicks with that like. Uh, they were, they had everyone on him. They had Rose on him. Uh, they tried everyone. They tried Frank. Uh, of course, gave up the bucket. That was who was on him. Yeah. At the end of game one, you know, it's kind of difficult. Like you mentioned, I think on Twitter, Tom, like this guy hasn't played all game, and he's still your defense best defensive guard. But it's like it's hard to just go in there. If you haven't been. If you're a lie and like just, to like, be honest, like he's been a liability, like <laughs> with anything other than defense, like he kind of has been a liability. Right. I mean, so. But the thing is, is just they were trying everyone, basically Burks, they had him on, and he That's was just true. getting around the, they would set a screen, he'd get around, or the, a shooter would get open like Bogdanovich, uh, yeah. in game one. That's the thing about Trey, though, he's just like, he's just a pure scorer, you know what I mean? Not not to say that he doesn't do anything else, like, uh, as far as, like, you know, what is defined as, like, a, a true point guard, but, like... You know, uh, it's obvious that the best part of his game is his scoring ability. Like, you know, people and talk about his playmaking because, like, he likes to throw the ball like, through people's the, the score, legs and though, shit. You know? so yeah. Thing, so, I mean, honestly, like, I was talking about this on our Twitter. Like, you know, I think the Knicks, you know, the Knicks faithful are going a little bit too overboard with, like, the whole, like, oh, he gets, like, all these bullshit, like, calls, like, he definitely does flop, like, you know, probably a little bit more than the average player. You know, like, obviously a lot of bit more than the average player, but you can't say that, like, just because, oh, uh, he shot eight foul shots in the last, like, couple minutes of the game that that means that they weren't fouls. You know, like, there is, like, you know, the, the quickly close out on the three where Trey Young pump faked and, you know, and quickly he straight up just got caught in the air you know what i mean you're the pump fake the the thing about a pump fake is that's what you're trying to do is get the defender to leap and that's what quickly did and you know by the definition of the game that's a foul you know what i mean i think more of the more of like the issue most people had is like on the when he's driving to the basket and he just kind of like tries to put up a shot and he like like, twitches his head back and stuff like that he just makes any contact with the defender at all and they call it the like I know what you mean. Like, on some of those, those are, like, difficult positions. Like, he puts you in those difficult positions where, like, the refs are going to get forced to call something. 
And I just think in those scenarios, they're way more likely to call it as a as a shooting foul because yeah. like they don't want to fuck up and say it was an offensive foul. Like th- it it takes a little bit more for them to call that. So exactly, it's just it's a difficult spot to be in. But you got like I did really think that they made a good adjustment in the second half, which I was going to touch on. Like they tried to get everyone to guard this guy, and uh, finally they put Reggie Bullock on him, and he seemed to at least stay attached to him more make life a little bit harder on him and then they would blitz him a few times like throw a, a second defender at him or whatever but it's kind of a pick your poison thing with him yeah but i thought they did a better job of defending um in the second half of the game too but i mean he was tearing them apart like you know i think the big thing about the second half was they were actually able to hit three-point shots like a lot of i think you like, saw like randall's bullock shots were falling bullock yeah. shots were huge and like you know, you saw in the first half, like, it seemed like the Hawks' game plan was Randall gets the ball, double him, force a pass, force him to pass it out, but don't allow him to pass it out to the corner three because that's been, like, you know, that was, like, the Knicks' bread and butter right. against them earlier in the season. And I feel like they just put on, like, in the first half, the Hawks, you have to give them credit. They they really schemed their way they, I mean, into they, getting that halftime but lead. But the thing about the Hawks, too, was that – I think part of it was better defense, and then also they missed some some wide-open shots. Like, in the first half of Game 2, DeAndre Hunter hit, like, I think two or three, a couple wide-open threes. He did. Uh, Bogdanovich went ice cold in the second half, but some of those guys, like a Gallinari, like, they were hitting those open threes. And the thing about, like, the Hawks is they have all those shooters, you know what I mean? Besides every position other than Capella. That's what I'm saying. Uh, You know, I know, like, it looked great. The Knicks beat the Hawks like all three times, like in the uh, in the regular season. But playoffs is a complete you know playoffs is a different animal. And plus, the Hawks are just loaded with guys that like any of them could get hot at any point. And if two of them get hot at the same time, it's really hard to beat them. So like, you know, they had DeAndre Hunter is like probably their sixth scoring option. That's maybe not, not even true, though. Maybe not six, but, like, you know. When he was healthy, he was actually dropping, like, 17 or 18 a game. Yeah. But you, I, I know what you mean in the sense of, like, he's more so, like, going to – they're going to kick it to him in the corner, or maybe they'll run a play for him here and there, but it's not, like, Bogdanovich gets isos called for him. Like, he's yeah. not the guy that's going to be necessarily taking as many shots as some of these other guys. I don't think Bogdanovich played any of the games in the regular season, did he? He did. He was, he was out for a good portion of the season, but – um, yeah, no, they, I mean, they got a lot of, like, solid players, but what do you guys think about the series going forward, though? I mean, like, game one, and how nervous were you, like, both of you respect, I mean, you're not really a Knicks fan, Tom, but... Alrighty. We back. I forget what we were talking We're talking about, about DeAndre Hunter, uh... Yeah, but, yeah, basically, um, you know, it's a little bit scary if, like, Atlanta, if they start hitting those shots on a more consistent basis because they like they were hitting them in the first half but like they just like i think bogdanovich was like two for like 16 or something ridiculous from the floor uh, and then he had like a ton of free throws so it was i think he like ended the game they, with like 18 they, like, points they like regressed to like the mean or like a little bit lower than that because they ended up shooting poorly but they shot really well in the first half and then they just weren't hitting those shots but uh i mean they held them to what nine what was it what was the final score? They held him to 91 points, I believe. Uh, what was the final score? Maybe. It was like 102 to 93 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 93 points. So, 
they, I mean, I think I saw the second half stats, like, they held them to, like, I'm pretty sure, like, 30-something points. You know yeah. What I mean? Like, they, they really clamped down. Like, <laughs> I mean, in the, I think they, they completed the entire 30-8 to eight run in the third yeah. quarter. Didn't they? Did they not? Was that the entire third quarter? Third was quarter, the uh, yeah. and then, Can you actually pull up the uh, box score on I your can, phone by yeah. any chance? But, yeah, what happened was they that run happened, and then I'm pretty sure they lost the lead at one point in the fourth. Yeah. And then, it, you know, they had to fight back. But, I don't know, Sam, what do you think about this series going into Atlanta? Obviously, so, Trey Young, did you I see gotta him? Ask, did you see him going, I'll see you in the A? I'll see you in the A. This, this, yep. this loser tries to act so tough. Like, I mean, honestly, I, I, though, what are you supposed to do? Just take all the shit from the Knicks fans? Like, they're literally, they literally spit on him. I know. They literally spit <laughs> on him, bro. And what, is he supposed too? to just not say anything? I think he's been pretty professional and able to talk his shit at the same time. Like I I gained a lot of respect for him when he sh- when he shushed the crowd. I thought okay, that I thought that was some savage shit. It, like that's fine. But like I just thought it was like everything else like the fuck Trey Young chant, like the Trey is balding on the free throw. All that shit like to me, all right, that's disrespectful, but like that's like if you've ever been to a fucking basketball game, yeah, people, that's what they do. They chant at That's not, like, any, like, throws, egregious, like, type like, activity. At my college, yeah. I remember uh, it was this, like, game against a rival, and they took a picture of the rival player. They found a picture of this dude with his girlfriend. They took the picture, and they're holding it up at the game, and then they replaced it with a picture of a player from our school. And yeah. And held it up to try to taunt him. So, like, I just feel like all that stuff is normal. But then, like, obviously, like, you spit on someone, like, the rust thing where he poured popcorn on him after he got injured, like, that stuff is just, like, that's not right, you know what I mean? That's, like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, some people, like, and you see it at, like, these games, like, they get fucking trashed, like, they they drink, and then, like, like, you can get fucked up, but it's not, like, you can, like, a license to do whatever the fuck you want because you're at a basketball game, you know what I mean? Exactly. You gotta be civilized out here, but, uh... I believe uh, both those fans got banned today. Both, both. Teams, I mean, rightfully which is like, so. Obviously, like, obviously, like that's like the bare minimum. That's like you know? that's literally like some. That was some crazy shit too. Cause did you see that? That's uh, some like 50 sewer cent sewer was rat talking shit. To Trey. Dude, Fifty Cent was, 50 cent was literally was sitting right there, and like whoever and that was. Moore, I think. Yeah, and like she, she basically is the one that got spit yeah, she, on. If you watch the video, it didn't actually, if you see it, it didn't actually hit, and it just like went. And like, she one goes row like, up. <laughs> yeah, she was like, she's like, what the, fuck? <laughs> like the obvious like reaction you would have when that shit happens. So I mean, that is like that stuff obviously has to stop. But yeah. It does. It like it sucks because then you get characterized. Like I saw on Twitter, like everyone being like, "Oh, Knicks fans, like." Just, like, basically grouping them into, like, oh, they did this, so, like, all Knicks fans suck, or, like, they don't know how to act because they right. made the playoffs. It's, like, yeah, that there's shitty people and all that. Like, every single stadium, that shit happens. Like, we saw it the same day, right? Same day, it happened to Russell Westbrook. Exactly. With the popcorn. Russ was about that, though. You see, he was he wanted to run up. Oh, yeah, he really did. Had, I mean. They had, like, three guys holding him back to not run up. I guarantee him. you, if the spit actually hit Trey Young, and he noticed, because, I mean, even if they did spit on him, like, what? Maybe it landed on his jersey. He didn't even notice. Like, right. That is, like, some, like, disgusting stuff. That's like, crazy. if you ever try to do that to somebody in public, you would get punched in the face so quickly. Think, Sam, so license, quickly. Are, are you licensed to, like, so, you can punch this guy, basically? Mm, I mean, you'll get, the thing is, you're going to get arrested because it's so, on television. That so, could have been some Ron Artest shit, bro. I, I think from a moral standpoint, I'm like, oh, yeah, Ron Artest, man. 
Yeah. Yo, I, have you seen The Malice of the Palace? That is some wild I have shit. looked it up. It's oh something God, special. Man. That is like and and that was that was in Detroit, right? Yeah. So that's like, you know what I mean? Like that's some crazy So what? He was shit. playing for the Pacers at the time, I think. Yeah, it was like it was like a hard foul and then I'm pretty sure like Ben Wallace, was it Ben Wallace and Ron Artest were like about to fight, like they were starting to fight. And then I want to say someone like threw something I think, like, a beer bottle or some shit, or, like, <coughs> if it was that or a Tampa, like, dude, that was crazy, like, I'm pretty sure Ron Artest got, it, like, suspended. For you know, he's, the, he literally was going at it with multiple fans. Oh, you know, he fought, Like, he was going, dude, he was fucking dudes up. Is there's this one big-ass fan, and he actually takes out one of the players. Like, yeah. It's mad funny, but, uh. That was no joke. But, yeah, no, that it was seems no like Russ, joke. like, Russ gets the most, like, hate, like, like, the fans, like, uh, you ever see, like, the the Sixers fan that's like got the two middle fingers up at him yeah or uh actually one time a dude in Utah ran onto the court you ever see this and like he goes up and tries to like push Russ and like Russ is literally about really? to like, fuck this guy up yeah so it seems like everyone, I've never seen that everyone's always targeting Russ so that's what I'm saying like Trey Young the spitting thing is ridiculous the rest of it to me is just like part of yeah speaking of dudes getting fucked up Cameron Payne is just in this game with a black eye yeah, he had that last game too. Really? Yo, Larry David is courtside at this Lakers game. So we are currently watching. We are currently watching Suns Lakers game two. Or game three, rather. I'm sorry, uh, Lakers Suns game three. Lakers Suns to give us some uh, some context of what's going on. So here, but that's, gonna... this series has been one of the better ones, for sure. Yeah, Along I with think the so. Knicks, Knicks Hawks and Blazers uh, Nuggets as well. But uh, what were you about to say, Sam? So I'm gonna throw it back to the. Um, Jake Paul fight, uh, how he got his teeth knocked in by uh, what's his face with the fight. Um, I don't even fucking know. Well, the dude KSI, that's like the, the guy, no, the guy that uh went fifty for fifty, or had fifty wins, never lost, played um, Pacquiao. You're talking oh, you about Mayweather? Mayweather? They haven't fought. Yet. Boy, they haven't fought yet. Yes, forget. I'm gonna give you guys a great fight. Oh, uh, when he took the hat and he goes, "I got your hat." Got your hat. So he, <laughs> so the little brother takes Mayweather's hat, and he's just like, gotcha hat. And Mayweather, being Mayweather, is just like, I, he's now past the threshold where I can knock his shit off. And so yeah. he punches him so hard that his teeth get knocked in. Wait, that actually happened? This actually happened. I saw this that did actually happen. I, hold up, I saw the scuffle when the hat was taken. So something took yeah. place after the fact? Yeah, they mean? like they definitely like hit him in the face a couple times, but... I honestly so think, they, like, I know this Mayweather is, like, a tangent. Mayweather was about that. He was like, no, nah, like, I'm about to knock some of your teeth yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, Jake Paul is, like, literally a little fat. Are they going to let him fight still? Are they going to let this fight still happen after Yeah, they're going to they're gonna still do it. I mean, bro, honestly, because he's fighting Logan Paul. I think so Jake the, Paul is mad. I apologize, Sam. Mm-hmm. I think, I know this is, like, a tangent. It doesn't even matter about basketball. This? But, like, I think that Jake fight? Paul is mad that Logan Paul is oh, fighting right. Floyd Mayweather because originally... Jake Paul is the one that called out Floyd, and now he ended up fighting Logan. So I think that was Jake like a whole publicity stunt. Won, right? like, yeah. Logan is like Owen. Well, no, Lo- they both won boxing matches, but this is besides the point. Dude. So the point, was, <laughs> the point I was trying to make with that is that there's a threshold that fans or like whatever in, in sports where you got to get your shit rocked. So that guy passed the threshold. So there's the dude like that popped the popcorn. Or Yo, can you toss me one of those? Yeah. The popcorn or spit. And as soon as that left his mouth, he has passed and exceeded the threshold to get his shit rocked. So, a fucking 
pandemic too. During a pandemic. Absurd. And they were all mobbing. Like imagine right like doing that in any sort of like interaction with someone, but someone deemed that they thought it was okay to do that at a basketball game. Yeah. I think it's like, like on a whole nother level. Like I don't want to get too deep with it, but it's like. It's like a psychological thing where it's like they detach that person from being like an actual person. Yeah. And they just like associate it with like whatever um, they see them as like as terms of like a player, like if they hate them or like it's the opposing team or just whatever the fuck it is. I'll add another layer to it. I I say like, yeah, like fuck Trey Young. Like I like to joke around, but like I would like, you know what I mean? Like never do anything like that. Like that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Like the fuck. Same chanting fuck Trey. Approved by the Thibbros. Making signs with birds on it because Trey Young is afraid of birds. Thibbros approved. Spitting on someone. Fuck no. We're gonna no, have to put it up much. to a vote, but yeah. we're not. There's no consensus. <laughs> no, that we so approve much, it. yeah. There's no vote. Survey says no. Survey says. Let's not be doing that. You're at a basketball game and. You want to know what also is crazy though? Have you guys seen how many fights have broken out in uh? Like baseball games, like the fans in the baseball games this year have been going at it. Literally really? today, the Dodgers and the Astros fans apparently got into like this huge brawl in the stands. I love it. Dude, baseball. The dude fans? at the Padres game that literally walks up to the guy, and the guy's like standing there. He's like, "What?" He's like, "What are you gonna do?" The guy w- literally walks all the way, waltzes down the row of seats, and just rocks this dude right in the face, and he. His body just tumbles and he just falls down. Oh my god, that was hysterical. It's hysterical. And this has happened like five times already at baseball Dude, stadiums baseball this year. Fans, like, it's not as popular anymore. Like, it's not like the number one sport in America, but like the diehard baseball fans are like kind of like next level, honestly. Yeah, it's crazy. They actually it, like hate Dodgers, the way that the game is played Dodgers, today. I, I feel like. It was like. a Giants versus someone else, but like. I think a dude straight up got beat to death after a game one time by another fan. Oh, like, you want to know where that happened? Ago, was uh, like It was line. Dodgers against the Giants, That's what I was gonna I'm say. pretty I it was sure. And yeah. yeah, they beat the crap out of this guy and like That's he died. So I remember up, that. Like, yeah. Imagine actually doing that over a game. That's, That's pretty effed. Like, That's pretty effed. How do you let that happen at your stadium? There's like some liability <laughs> they got to be for like that happening. I think premises. they tried to sue. I, I think they d- the people did try to sue them. I was at the casino a couple weeks ago. And I witnessed someone get their shit rocked. Really? It was wow. right after close, so all the all the DGens, including myself, uh, are walking <laughs> out of the fucking casino. Tom, and I got I gotta tell you, keep going, keep going. So I just like it's in this you know the three or four story parking lot, and like I just walk out and I'm like, oh shit, like all right, let me walk to my car. I just see these people arguing. It's like a, it's two guys and a girl. And the girl's like, nah, nah, I'm trying to hold him back. And then he runs at up to this guy, like, tackles him to the ground, and then just bop, bop, bop. Damn. Like, probably just three-pieced him real quick. Oh, man. And then he just, like, dipped. And then right after that, like, three or four of the security guards, like, immediately were walking out. Like, But this guy, like, his, uh, his homie was like, come on, man, we gotta go. We gotta get the fuck Yeah, out. yeah. But, like, it was this older dude who was like, Definitely like hammered, and it was yeah. Really? So I yeah, will that's put it. I will put but it yeah, up there. Random, random story, but yeah. That well, did I'm, I'm gonna jump on your tangent for a second. I will put it up there with Walmart watching, of closing time or watching someone leave the casino. Oh yeah. Pretty much any casino because it's the circus, to be honest. Yes, but sometimes my favorite part, it's not up to them if they 
leave. They are escorted out. Yeah, And, like, right. they have to have, like, these two tough guys, like, the two big men to, like, escort him out. He's like, what, what are you doing? Like, and the guy's, like, raging. He's, like, raging, but at the same time, he's walking backwards because he knows he's going to get fucked up by the bouncer. So he's, like, he's, like, walking backwards. He's, like, yeah, fuck you. Like, I'm going to fuck you <laughs> up. And, like, at the same shit, time, yeah. he's, like, walking yes. backwards. Like, <laughs> it's just, like classic shit, yeah. And she's like, do you, do you mind? And the two guys are just like, we're trying to do our job. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've literally seen, like, my buddy, like, uh, this is, like, so off fucking topic. But yeah, I've just, literally seen my fights. buddy like, get dragged. We talked about Logan Paul. and now I've literally so seen my buddy get dragged out of a bar by a bouncer because, like, he was, like, he, like, the DJ was playing, like, some stupid song. And he's like. He's like, fuck you, like, you're a piece of trash. He's like, fuck you, like, three times. It was mad loud in there, so he didn't think anybody would hear it. All of a sudden, this fucking bouncer comes up and literally lifts him up by his shirt. Like, I've I've never really even seen anything like this before. Lifts him up by his shirt, and this is, like, a, uh, you know, like, there's a bar downstairs, and it's sort of like a club, like, dance, like, area upstairs. So there's a staircase. I literally thought that... This dude was going to get just completely tossed down the staircase. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. He's going to, like, he's going to be concussed after this. Dude, he got and sunned, though. He got picked up by the Yeah, he got sunned. He got completely sunned What's by the bouncer. Bad. It was crazy. All right. Let's get back to the Knicks. Yeah, though. let's get back to the Knicks. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, um, I got to talk about Obi Toppin for a second. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah let's talk about Obi's progression. Toppin, Game two, he had oh, not eight minutes, not seven minutes, 11 minutes. He put six points up in that time, and so I think he had eight points. Maybe I think he did have eight points and three Score rebounds. Score checker. Yeah, pull up the box. Points. He had eight I'll points. I'll pull up yeah. the box, but he did have eight. He had eight points. I believe he hit a three too, right? He hit a, he hit three, a three, and he had, and he had nice the oop. Break. I mean, dude, this guy like it's just so obvious from like if you watch the game of his, the beginning of the season to now. Like, it's not, it's not the same player. It's not the same player, like, no way. Honestly, the thing is, is, like, you could tell, like, that this kid's, like, like obviously, like, not that bad. Like, you, like I don't know what it was, but, like, you could tell it's just, like, all right, this kid's only playing 10 minutes, and, like, he's nervous. Like, he has, like, but, like, now, like, he's, like, playing with confidence. Like, exactly. Dude, he tried to dunk on Capella. I don't know if you saw Yeah. That, but he actually went dude, right at Capella. Dude, go fucking yam on some Nobody dudes. on the... Nobody on the Knicks, including Randall, was willing to try to go at Capella, to yeah. be honest, until the second half, really. But, I don't know. I just thought Obi, he's, he's been playing with energy. And that one that one sequence where Kevin Herter, our boy from uh, CP, was driving. Who had a good game, by the way, but he was he driving did, yeah. to the basket. And uh, Obi, he actually got a block on him and then outlet it, ran the floor, throw the alley-oop. Dude, I swear... Obi Toppin dunks like there's something about those that like they're crazy and the next fans, fans love there, that like, shit. Yeah, you could tell like the Garden just fucking loses it. It's like the type of shit like, where like you know like he throws a lob and then like it's like it kinda, dead it's, silent. It's, it's like, like dead silent and second. then like he and grabs it. And it's like, like, yes. <laughs> like Yankee with no brim just like yeah. Dude, oh my god. So you could see that the, of what minutes they gave them. That's the extent of his ability. Because it was just like, as soon as he got an oop, like, there's something where he got fouled and he was brought to the free throw line. And he, like, misses, like, I think maybe both of them, or at least one of them. And it's just like, well, that's what 11 minutes, 8 minutes of a week is going to buy you. I just That's fine, it. though. Like, you can t- you can definitely tell that, like, 
you know, there's like a different like confidence that he exudes right. on the floor. And like, you know, sometimes that shit just happens. Like I know he was a top ten pick and like everyone expects him to like instant impact, like scored a fuck ton of points yeah, at day in. We talked about this on a couple of podcasts ago where it's like it's pretty crazy because quickly you draft at the end of the first round and he's the guy that kind of steps right in. Yeah. It was an easier fit for him because he could just be like the kind of six man or whatever and just like get the minutes, put up shots and everything. And from yeah. For Obi you're backing up Randall. But to Tibbs credit, like Randall was really off and he let Obi in he left Obi in for a, a good stretch of the game and like he kind of rolled with that bench unit because they were like I think game one like the bench outscored the the starters by quite a bit and uh, they they were big in uh, game two as well but you know to his credit like he did give him some more minutes he gave the kids some run kind of rewarding the good play but I know you're rocking the jersey so you know you're, you got a little bit invested in that so yeah so I before he laid a minute in basketball um, I. I got this. I was just like, this is my first year that I'm going to pay full 100% attention to the season, good or bad, just no matter what happens, I'm going to support the new guy. And so, like, it was, side note, it took, like, six months to get here, but it was just like, all right, my, my undivided attention is on this guy, so I'm just going to zone in on this and just kind of, like, he, he became a little bit of my son, you know? Just, he's <laughs> my, he's my, to quote Cedric Diggory's dad, He's my boy. He's he's my like he's my little precious person, and I'm just like all his little development and stuff. That's who Bro. that's who I I admire him. That's a scene. That's a golden Cedric, reference right Cedric there. Gets merch, right? <laughs> yeah, like, he's like gold. Him and he's like it's like the most dramatic scene. <laughs> my it's boy, like, beautiful boy. <laughs> it's just like that scene was just like meant to like make you like oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, nice Obadiah, Richard, Toppin, Jr. Right now, Sam. Obadiah, Richard, Toppin, Jr. <laughs> yes, sir. I love it, dude. We got Rowan, Alexander, Barrett, Jr. We got Obi Obadiah. <laughs> we got the juniors, man. Yeah. The next future. You know who also I think was pretty big was uh, in the game was Alec Burks, man. Like, this dude. Oh, like, he's an easy 20. He, like, the thing about his offense is that, like, a lot of Knicks, it's like they really have to labor to get a shot to like create offense, and I think we saw that in a, in a good portion of these two games. But like Burks, like he can create his own shot, which I think that like provides a lot of value for you, especially like later in the game. But I just thought he's been big um, getting him back. But man, I hope we can get Mitch back. I really do. What was the? There was like the tease of like they were saying like, oh, he's actually a it game time bad. decision. It was like GTD. And then, then like literally right before the game or after the game, they're like, oh yeah, he's multiple steps away from like returning. It's like yeah, it's just uh, no what? one told us that he wasn't was doing it just full court. Someone someone fucked up on their job that day and didn't really confirm the news. Like, what did they ask Mitchell Robinson and he said, yeah, I'm good. But I don't know. Yo, he but had, getting well, him back would be would be a big lift for this team. But he had a tweet where he just had, like, the eyes emoji, and he he, he, he knew where he was, like, in getting back to the game, so he did that to fuck with us. He did, yeah. Good on you. But anyways, I mean, my guess is that they wouldn't bring him back this series, and it would most likely be a next series thing. But... Is this, are we still recording? We are. Okay, but yeah, um, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's going to be big. I think this game three is going to be huge. 
because this is the swing game. Like, if you go down two to one and you're on the road on the next game, I'm not saying they're not capable of winning that, but the pressure is really going to be on. So I think winning, obviously you need to at least split. You want to at least be at two to two after you're done in Atlanta. But I really think that this game three is going to be a huge, huge factor in this series. Again, I had Nixon seven, so I really do think regardless of what happens, there's a good chance it goes the distance. But I do think game three could be a big swing game and, uh, you know, giving a team a momentum one way or the other. So You know what I think's the key? Is all the youngins. Like, the yeah. R- so RJ and Randall, they've been putting up, like, men numbers because it's everyone's first ball. RJ had that unbelievable dunk though game that one. gave me hope for the future of new york city he he has been amazing i think it's been difficult like i think when randall isn't going it makes everything that much more difficult on everyone else like you can tell you know what i mean yeah and like if alfred's in there you're compounding the mistake so at least with rose you got a guy that can probably get to the basket like create some stuff but when your best player's not going, it's really hard, and they shoot that poorly. It's really difficult to win the game. And then conversely, like it makes everything that much more difficult. Like your your best player isn't really doing anything, and, and now everything is on these players. Versus when Randall's going good, it attracts other players. I mean, they've been doubling him a lot, and the Hawks didn't really do that much in the regular season. So I mean, obviously that's made a difference early on, but. He needs to make the adjustment, and we saw a little bit of that in the second half. But he needs to make the adjustment. And like I said, like if he's not going, if he's not playing well, it makes it the offense that much more difficult for everyone else. Like Reggie Bullock, like you guys have seen it a million times, right? Like Randall drives in, draws a double team, and just kicks it out. Like finds, like yeah. you don't even realize that that um, Bullock is just camped out in the corner. Or he's on the top of the key, and he just hits that wide open three, but. You know, when when Randall's not really able to create like that, it makes it more difficult on the entire offense to run. But, right. you know, he, he picked it up a little bit. And then I do think having Rosen, having some of these guys that can, you know, you don't have to fully lean on Randall to try to take these. And, and I mentioned this, DeAndre Ayton shot. 87% against the Lakers in the first two games. See, this is, by the way, sorry, it's, it's halftime. Or is it halftime? It is halftime, it's halftime game three of the Suns-Lakers game. And through two, through now two and a half games, he has Crazy. shot 87% field goal percentage. In the series, he has 53 points. points on 26 of 29 shooting. That's We're not even to the second half of game three. And, dude, this is why I think – like, this is another thing that I was talking about. Like, everyone's really been talking about this all around. But, like, Anthony Davis needs to play the center. I you think so I mean? as like, well. Aiton, Aiton is a mismatch. They got Gasol in right now. Like, Gasol cannot do anything. So you have to commit game. to not doing anything with Drummond because that's all he can do. Like I honestly think that Drummond should be coming off the bench. Like I, I know that like Andre Drummond honestly, is like Montrez Harrell. If you're not gonna play, dude, AD exactly. Like, uh, I don't like AD this like monsters lineup. That's what that's like like what I like to call it. Like the Monstars lineup, they have fucking LeBron, AD, and Drummond, like these huge dudes. It worked for them last year because the guys that they had 
in that situation, we're all like Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, whoever else, like those guys were all shot blockers and protected the basket. Like Marcus All, yes, he's a former defensive player of the year. He can't guard he can't guard. He's lost like all of his athleticism. Like are you, you know, serious? Harold's Harold's you know, he's a decent meh defender, he's a little bit undersized. And Drummond has never been known as a great defender. He always gets rebounds, but he's never been known as a guy that's like getting you a lot of block shots or anything. So Exactly. It's the best defensive team in the league and Drummond. But this series <laughs> this series, I mean, I think I don't know, did you guys watch game two? Obviously the Phoenix they pulled it out in game one. Uh, they played a great game, but like did you watch game two? So I fast forwarded through it. I saw I the sit- second half. But like I just thought Chris, you saw Chris Paul obviously got was out like he was injured. Yeah, so his that arm I thought was huge for he the He said that he couldn't feel his hand. That's because you could literally see it because like it's almost like he has like a pinched that's not what they're calling it but essentially what he has is like a pinched nerve in his shoulder and like you know whatever it is it runs all the way down to his hand like he was literally trying to dribble and you would see it and he would basically just like dribble it a couple times and then he would just kind of like kick it away Yeah, you actually saw him i think in game two he made this like absurd mid-range shot but it was like not his shooting form yeah like, just, he literally had to like just kind of just yoss it but, like, up he's yeah. that good of like he's that like skilled of a player that he can kind of do that but man it seems like chris paul always has some sort of injury yeah or something that's you happening. like imagine if this turns into like some like markel fultz like type of deal where like he just loses yeah. the feeling in his arm completely by the way markel fultz was starting to play better than that really sucked that he tore his ACL yeah. right in the beginning of the year. But I mean, dude, resiliency, so many, bro. So many guys got injured this year, like, are down for the year, like, when you think about Shout it. Shout out to Markel Fultz. Like, Jamal Murray. Um, I'm trying to think, who are some of these other guys? Like, there's a lot of players that got injured. Like, think year. about Markel Fultz. He had that injury, then the Sixers gave up on him, and now he's on the Magic, dude, and then he fucking blows out his knee. That Sixers like, team gave up on dudes really quickly. Like, think about... They obviously ended up with Ben Simmons and Embiid, but think of all the busts that they drafted in the top three <laughs> that fucking suck. And and to be honest with you, Noel is one of those guys. Like he's actually become a good player. Right. But like he's not what you would think a top three player. Like who else? Like let's think Jalil Okafor. Yeah, is but think about it. Anymore? Those two are like in college they were elite bigs. That, like they literally were like recently, dominating yeah, players in college. About, like Okafor was he never had the athleticism to be like so you could kind of tell like, but he could just big body the college like, players basically like some people can are successful with that but they're like really crafty but like this dude just was like oh i'm seven feet tall ad just smacked that shit off the glass that's a charge oh yeah. ad limping ad or is man. that just a swagger walk i think he's limping because he's laughing but this yeah he's definitely limping injuries man Oh, he kind of... Oh, oh, he's clutching. No. He's clutching. He clutches his knee. Mm, was it behind the knee, though? Was it hamstring? He's still in the game. He's in. He's in. Man, if he goes down, that would so be So he's tough. got the ball. He's like... I don't know. He's not... He's definitely not so, moving great right now, but... What do you guys think? I mean, this series, like, it seems like it, it might actually, like... It's not... The Lakers obviously aren't going to... It's not going to be a cakewalk for them. It's going to be a tough series. But I think, like, a lot of it comes down to Chris Paul. If he's healthy, they have a shot. But, like, 
I still you gotta you gotta pick the Lakers for the. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if you're talking about like the, you know how how Vegas is playing this game, like. It was a huge last game Lakers, in right? in game two. The Lakers were like a minus one thirty money line. Yeah. They lost or they won. They won game two. And now in game three, they're coming in at like a minus two hundred and ninety money line, like as if the, right. as if the Suns are like you know completely down bad, as if they don't have Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Like, I thought that I just thought that was a little surprising to see like them that that heavily favored. But I mean, I guess like you know defending champs like Part you can't always count them out. Part of it might have been about Chris Paul too. Like if they don't think that he is going to be hundred percent. That's true. But what do you guys think about some of these other series like? Uh, there was obviously the huge upset of like Memphis winning Game One against Utah, but Donovan Mitchell is out, and like you can tell now that and he comes in and just has Mitchell's a immediate back, like, impact. He's their lead scorer. Obviously, that's going to be a huge loss for them. But this Memphis team is nothing to joke with. Like John Morant, I'm pretty sure he was like up there in for first two career playoff games. He's like third or fourth all time. Yeah. Like, what did he drop in the last game? Like nearly forty-seven 40 or forty. That much? I Last night he dropped forty-seven points. Yeah, dude, this kid is like on like fifth. It was on like fifteen of like twenty-six shooting like, or something John like Morant, that. John Morant and Luka Doncic are literally like they're the future. The future. Of the league. Yeah, and like you can throw Zion into there, but obviously like we're not gonna like he hasn't had he's had like the individual success, but not the same like team success that these other two guys have had. Right. But when you think about those three guys, like that's that's the future right there, and it's all in the West. So yeah, it's pretty crazy, man, to think about that. But uh, I don't know, Memphis, like they, Jaron Jackson isn't even like playing like he was like pre-injury. He's still trying to like get his footing and everything. Obviously, it's still nice getting him back, but man, like that team is really good. Like, dude, you Valanciunas see is also like he is. He puts in work. Like you know, John Morant's a baller and everything, but that I think the MVP of the team is definitely Valanciunas. I would definitely disagree with that but he's definitely <laughs> like I, I i think you're fucking really off base on that what i will say is is that jaw didn't have like the best regular season right this year like he was like unbelievable and like i think he was scoring a little bit better on like worse like shooting but like i just think that like he he's reaching that level and more of like what you saw the glimpses of in the first year yeah he's got like the absurd athleticism he's a he's a plus passer like yeah. The guy's jump shot is, like, not great, but it's not – it's, like, serviceable. You know what I mean? How about the Portland Trailblazers? Are down nine. Are yeah. down so nine at the end of the first quarter where they just gave up 39 points in the first Bro, quarter. We, I mean, we both shit on – like, the Blazers are my West Coast team, so this sucks to me. But, like, they – their bi- biggest problem right now is, is that Yusuf Nurkic and uh, Cantor – are both, like, not good defenders. Defenders. They're and such offensive-minded bigs, dude, yeah. Dude, they, like, you had, the, you had the great tweet, the, um, can't, when, uh, Jokic sees cancer on the, de- on defense. On defense. Like, I don't think you have the facility. <laughs> and, uh, it's so true, bro, but, like, I don't know, man. Like, they just, their biggest problem is they don't play defense. Yeah. And, like, obviously, like, Is it, like, an effort thing at that point, or is that just, like, What's his I name? Think part of uh, it is Terry Stotts. A lot of people. Like, are, I thought he was a good coach, but a lot of people are out on this guy because it's like he. They're never a good defensive team. 
he always just does just good enough, but you have like a top five player, arguably in Dame Lillard, and you're still like just barely barely scraping not, that not having that many. Yeah. I think what what saved him was making the Western Conference Finals two years ago, and then they got swept by the Warriors. So you know, that has to be so funny to be like the defensive coordinator or like the the, the defense specialist coach for basketball, and the players are just like, oh, I don't do that. They made an effort, like, they they brought in Robert Covington, who's a good defender. They brought in a couple guys. Like, they should be playing Derrick Jones' minutes again. Like, they took away his minutes, but it's going to, this series is going to come down to, like, can C.J. McCollum and Dame Lillard just, like, outscore this team, even though they're going to give, like, you can tell, like, there's nobody on the Blazers that is going to stop Jokic. Like, if they had, like, like I said, I'm a big, I like, I like the Blazers. I like watching Mellow Ball and all that. But if Jamal Murray was in there, it'd be a different series. And obviously, the Blazers won in seven a couple years ago. But I don't know, man. Um. By the way, did you guys see that the Nuggets have the gall to boo Carmelo Anthony in his return? Yeah, who is the, the dude that put you to the Western the Conference Final Championship? Knicks fans would never say what you want about Knicks fans. They would never boo Carmelo Anthony. And yeah, a lot of people wanted him traded, but it was at that point it was the best interest for him because the team was in shambles. You have a terrible front office, but you know the thing is, is like, I just think like, like okay, a, nearly a decade ago or what was it, over like, probably close to a decade ago, this dude, after seven and a half years, requested to be traded, and he went to New York. Like you can't get over that and just realize that this is one of the best players of all time and is going to be a Hall of Famer. Like, a lot of people think of Melo in a Nuggets uniform. I'll always think of him in a Knicks uniform, but I just thought that was ridiculous. That was sick, though, in Game 1, where he just, like, it's like the Jordan meme, I took it personally. He just, like, he hit, like, five threes in the first half because they beat him. But, uh, I don't know, what do you guys think about that series? Like, you think just, like, you think the Blazers, like, have, have enough offense to outweigh like how shitty their defense is against Jokic and just in general it's gotta be I felt that way after game one but this it's not it's not looking good. so this is what has to happen we have to have dame time not the real dame time but the meme dame time like everyone just like popping out on as soon as he hits like a3 he's gotta be at that like next level that all of his like super fans like think he just averagely is yeah it's funny, like, everyone is claiming after they lost, I said this, like, whenever one player loses one game, immediately every other fan base goes to claim them on Twitter. Like, I saw, of course, Knicks fans do it. Um, I think Lakers fans. Um, a lot of different fan bases were trying to say, oh, Dame to this, to here, Dame to there. Kawhi Leonard, they're down to nothing. That's pretty crazy, but... I don't know. Yeah, Luca and Ja, though, man. They're definitely the future. So that, that Clippers series is going to make me so depressed because it's like, yeah, I, I love watching them fail, and it's 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 luxurious, really. That's my one pick that's looking bad. Other than that, it's, like, looking good or right on the, like, but tied I, up or I whatever. I genuinely feel bad for Chris or um, Paul George because he took being – a 
a bag of shit in the bubble. Seriously. Got his old trainer and just kept working out and was ready to show the world that Spicy P is real. And it's not enough right now. And just like all that, all that extra motivation, every little thing that he's been putting mentally, emotionally on himself it's, got him a first round bounce. It's one of those things, and it's obviously the Clippers can still come back and win this series, but it's one of those things where it's like, it just tells you like having all the talent in the world doesn't always mean success. Exactly. When it's too much, like when it's the Nets and you have that much talent, it's really hard to not yeah. win. But like that team is outrageous. When you have a lot of just like different parts and they're not like actually functioning in the team, like I think Kawhi is a great player and like one of the best players in the league and all. But like he's doesn't seem like a guy that's gonna like galvanize a group of people or like be a leader, like, tell this guy that he needs to, you know what I mean? Like, he's I just a that. silent assassin. Like, that's what he's known for. That's why I'm pre- I'm actually terrified of Nick's free agency this upcoming season. Because it's like, out, maybe. There's all these great fun land right. options, but I am... I'm I so doubt that he'll opt out. I mean, like, I thought that he, he went to L.A. because... That's where he wanted to guy, be. Though, but, I mean, was, I guess you never know. He was in San Antonio for all that time. Remember, he got injured and he wasn't happy how they, they uh, treated him with the injury. Like, I forget what it was. Like, he basically told them, like, even though I'm, like, healthy or whatever, I'm just, like, not going to play for the rest of the season and just, like, trade me. So you never know. But, like, like he's just he seems content in L.A., but it's, like, they have all the talent to win. And I think that's why... I was, like, set on them, like, they have a good chance of going on a run. But, like, I underestimated the fact of, like, if there's just absolutely no team chemistry. And also, like, I don't want to hate on Ty Lue. Like, the dude's won a championship. But, like, this Is guy, he really a coach? Is he really a coach? Yeah. Like, and this is the whole thing where it's, like, superstars want the buddy coach that's going to be your friend. He's not going to push you. He's not a, a Tibbs. He's not a Thibodeau. And that's why some people still argue that stars might not want to go there. You can win. You go to that place. But, like, it's become this thing where it's like, oh, we don't need a real coach. We need, like, someone who's just going to manage the personalities and be, like, that guy. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think Ty Lu is, like, that guy that's going to draw stuff up. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's going to try to, like, keep everything cool in the locker room and, like, you know, be friends with the players. And then hopefully they deliver. But, you know. I don't know. So that's what my fear was, is that the person that potentially is going to go to the Knicks, that is our big, uh, we use a ton of cap on him, special man. Um, if they don't buy into Tibbs, that's all for nothing. So they that process of like right. talking to them, like their audition on their side needs to be good for us yeah, now. you got to get the right type of player that's going to be willing to, to you know, play in New York and work within the team construct, but... I don't know. Uh, Tom, you weren't here last time, so before we uh, before we end this pod, like, your two opposing picks, like, you had Denver and seven, correct? I do have Denver and seven and uh, Hawks, Hawks and six. Hawks and six. So let me, just, let me just say, anytime you ever see anything on our social media that is anti-Knicks, that is coming directly from my my Twitter fingers. This is my this is my salty ass Bulls fan. Like, these are my salty ass Bulls fan takes. Like, they're coming from my Twitter fingers. So, anything anti Knicks that's coming from me. Everything else is Rich and Sam. You know what? 
I I even praise Patrick Williams, but I cannot praise Nicole. Hinkley I stand there. Patrick Williams. He's he gonna did be great. Get me to agree that he's the an all star, but <laughs> I said that with quotation marks when I was yeah. watching the video anymore. But I don't know. We'll get to that. We'll get to to more bowl stuff in the future. But right now, obviously, we're locked into the playoffs, and we got to go into the A. And get that W. Gotta go to the A. Gotta you meet Trey. Gotta meet Trey in the Trey, A. Trey said, see me in the A. And then Reggie Bullock said, I, he went on Twitter, he goes, I, we w- see you in the A, we're with it, man. Let's <laughs> run it back. Dude, I fucking love this team. Like The it's personality, like, it's not even like that they, it, it's not even like they have like, you know, standout personalities, but like once you... Once you just become ingrained in everything, Knicks, and, like, you watch, like, all these players, and, like, you watch the guys hype each other up on the bench, it's like, yo, these are, like, my fucking boys. Yeah, you love that shit. Because, like, there's been a lot of times where it's not like that, or, like, it's easier for that to happen when you're winning, but, like, you know, it just, you can tell that all these dudes, like, they're all hyping each other up. You guys see Kaiden Randall pulling up to give his dad the The MIP. Yeah. Shout out Julius Randle with the MIP. No lie, though. He should win the MIP. And now he should also win the award for most postseason regression. <laughs> okay, listen. He's going to step up because I thought it was going to happen game two because he's this happened in the regular season. When he had a terrible game, he would step up big. Yeah. It didn't happen at all. It was awful. And then the second half, he kind of did. I think that's going to happen. So I'm, I'm looking for that. But, Hopefully, uh, a, this being his first postseason road game shout does out, something for him. Shout out Kaiden Randall, though. But, yeah, uh, facts. All right, we're, we've Randall, been going on for the a while. I want to shout out one more thing. So Randall with the MIP this year. I'm going to say my my plug is going to be R.J. Barrett for MIP next season. Next season. Let's Knicks go back-to-back back back. MIPs. Run it Let's back. Let's run it back. Even Obi Toppin, maybe, if he, he jumps up the yeah. The 14, is there 12, a special 14, sophomore superlative? There is not. I mean, there used to be the rookie sophomore. Now it's just like the rising stars. But there's no. There's only one MIP. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Barrett obviously had a big, big. Uh, he took a big step this year, but I think he's ready for another step next year. But I'm gonna plug R.J. Barrett for MIP. And uh, the Knicks are gonna win Game Three, and it's the it's the swing game. That's what I'm gonna say. Swing game of the series coming up. Let's get it. That's going to wrap it up for the Denver Bros podcast. Denver you Bros already out. know what it is. Uh, we'll be back after game three. So we'll see you guys in the A. Fuck Trey Young. <laughs>